Steve Matt and Kimber podcast for the return of Australia's biggest party. Fridays Live, presented by RMB Fridays, with live performances from Macklemore, TLC, Acorn, Craig David, Ashanti, and more. Saturday, November 5 at HBF Park. Final tickets from FrontierTouring.com. Next 94.5. Hello, welcome to the podcast. G'day, podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Sorry. <clears throat> Hi, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I mean, you're just saying that because you want to say Ashanti. Ashanti. I do want to say Ashanti. Ashanti. Do you think that that's how she's going to introduce herself? She'll come out on stage at R&B Fridays Live and be like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Ashanti. No, it won't be her. It'll be Fat Man Scoop. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. everybody, here comes Ashanti. Ashanti. <laughs> 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 so Ash- he's on he's on the podcast. Yes. Cool. Um Jason Heal, who's a cryptozoologist who studies myths and mysteries for a living. Mm. I mean I've listened back to the Yowie audio more times. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it again. Go on. I was gonna play it this again is right the now. The Yowie that he <clears throat> encountered. Yeah. yeah. Alright, listen. I mean, I just got goosebumps. Mm. And he was such a straight up dude. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you, you go, well, he doesn't sound like he's full of anything. No, because he's like, I don't care if you don't believe me. I was there and I saw it. Rami, the what producer in the background, just, just yelled bullshit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You don't believe the yowie. You okay. shut your mouth. You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> but that's it. You know, this is what the week's all about, creating conversation. Well, yeah. also, I'm not going to take that from Rami, who said that we were doing M&M week. And I thought it was just a week of chocolate, and it turned out it was myths and mysteries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I'm somewhat a, disappointed. There is a whole week of this stuff. So yeah. Bigfoot and um, Black Panthers in Lancelin and all sorts of other stuff. So go mm. and check them out. It's very interesting. Mm. Gavin Gray in the UK. How I, I just love. I would talk to Gavin Gray just like Gavin. What's the weather like in London today? Because he's just so good to talk to. He's great. He's isn't yeah, but this yeah. was about poor old what's her name Liz, Liz Truss. Truss. I mean, everyone's yeah. forgotten her name already. Yeah, forty-five mm. days mm. out of a job. Prime Minister no more. And what a week it was a real nostalgic trip, Maddie. Telethon. Mm-hmm. Fifty-five years of telethon, and such a special moment in the middle there uh, with Fat Cat. That was just yeah. wonderful. It was a real pleasure to work with him again. <laughs> Thank you very much for it. Uh, here's a podcast. You've heard the stories. Description resembles that of a Tasmanian tiger. You know the legends. Hundreds of Bigfoot sightings across the country. Maybe you have seen something. Rumours that panthers live in the wheat belt and around the Perth hills. Time for Pete, Matt and Kimber to investigate. It's Mix 94.5's Myths and Mysteries Week. Final day. If you've missed any of the chats up until now, uh, checking out things like the Black Panther in Lancelin, um, Bigfoot, and a whole host of others, head to the Pete, Matt, and Kimber podcast on the listener app. Now, cryptozoology is the search for and study of animals whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated, right? Yes. So, myths and mysteries. Today, we're diving into the Yowie, and we're joined by a cryptozoologist by the name of Jason Heal. Good morning to you, Jason. Uh, hi, how are you guys? Good? We're great. Jason, your job must make it very hard to prove things if you're backing them up against, I don't know, like sightings that other people are saying, some unreliable information. Oh, definitely, because, um, you know, what people don't know or don't see out there, they just don't believe. So they look at the reality in their world and that's as far as they can see. My job's never to actually really prove to people or try and uh, say, yes, it exists. I've just had my own personal experiences that, say that they are real, 
I mean, Jason, I've got to be honest with you, mate. Now I'm reading what you've experienced. It's really like I'm getting the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. So tell us, what have you seen and experienced? Mate, I've seen so much experiences and strange things out there. I've seen footprints, weird structures out in the bush. Um, I've had screaming. I've had yelling. I've had talking, whispering, uh, talking in their language, going from their language to actually speaking English, believe it or not. they I've had an encounter even in the Gold Coast hinterland uh, back in 2015. Uh, I was out there all day long doing my research. Not much happened. Had a lot of cicadas and birds singing, etc. Mm. And then around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I heard this talking. There was about four of them in the bush, about 150 metres in there. I didn't get a, a clear sight of them, but you could hear them talking in their language. Wow. They was talking in the group. I called out, like you see on these Bigfoot shows, to see if I could get a response. And I got a, a yell. He yelled out back to me. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, it was shocking. It's like, it just, it's like X-Files meets Queensland on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Queensland, so, beautiful one day, yowie the next. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, and I've had many experiences here in uh, Perth, up in the hills. And, really? You know, where there's, yeah. Jason, we've got a bit of audio here. We're just going to have a listen to it. Apparently, this is audio that our producers have popped into the system of the Yowie. Yeah, exactly there. That actual start of that, he's actually saying, what's your name? If you listen carefully enough, in English, he's saying, what's your name? And after that, they're, they're talking in their language. This is like the secret sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I could yeah, hear nah. name. Wow. Yeah, he, so what? If you listen carefully and break it down, you can hear him actually saying, what's your name? Because I didn't actually respond back and say, hey, Jason, because I was actually shocked. Mm. Um, Jason, just just before we played the audio, you mentioned that you've encountered them in Perth. Whereabouts in Perth? Um, well, to be honest, they're everywhere. Because a lot of people say, oh, you got certain spots. Oh, yeah, you've got a spot here, a spot there. But really, wherever there's large quantities of water, whether it's a dam or a creek or waterfall, and it's a large bush area, they are there. Um, but up in Mundaring, the up up in the hills, out out past Geraldton, they're everywhere, really. Jason, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you, mate, and um, good luck as you continue to, your quest to uh, to really get in front of a, a few of these yowies, and we hope to hear from you if you do. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. Matt's about to run you through the week and you can run through your neighbourhood. Register at medibank.com.au slash parkrun. What a week, what a week, what a week, what an easy old week. The weekend Perth, yeah. Yeah, what a week, but what a weekend. I tell you what, what a life telethon's had. Since 1968, 55 years, 450-odd million dollars raised for, for wonderful causes. If telethon was a person... Surely it'd be time for a telethon. This is your life. Telethon. This is your life. Telethon, for 55 years now, you've been there for sick children and their families. It's an incredible achievement. How does it make you feel to know you've raised over $400 million for worthy charities? Well, it's funny you mention that music because the first voice from your past is this one. Hola, Telethona! Oh, yes, it is. The thank you very much for your kind donation conga line. 
conga line, welcome. Gracias. What have you got to say to Telethon? Gracias, Telethona. Muchas gracias. <laughs> Thank you, conga line. Welcome back to Telethon. This is your life. Uh, Telethon, it's always been about the kids and the biggest kid of all, our very own Benjamin Button. He's been on TV for over 50 years, yet somehow is still only seven. I'm sure you'll remember who this is. From Fat Cat and all of us here at Channel 7 and Telethon, good night, girls and boys. Fat Cat, welcome. I mean, you are to Telethon like the sun is to the moon. What have you got to say to Telethon? Yes. Of course. <laughs> oh, thank you, Fat Cat. Welcome back. And Telethon, this is your life. Over 55 years, Telethon, you've drawn so many big stars to Perth and maybe this was the biggest star of all time. Yes, Michael Jackson. Michael, how do you remember your experience on Telethon? It was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience to see all the children. I loved it. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Telethon, you've been amazing. May there be 55 more years. Telethon, this is your life. Hey, um, guys, earlier in the week, you might have noticed I was away for a couple of days. Yes, we, we did sick. notice that, yes. Mm, went down like a sack of spuds. <laughs> might have had something to do with being in Singapore last week and backing up every late night with an early morning. But anyway, yes. that's what we do. That's the price of progress. <laughs> <laughs> and you were doing those jobs for Mark McGowan and you were so Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, signed a few contracts. It was great. Um, but the, this is... This is something that I, I think as a, as a dad, you never put the pressure on, but you kind of always hope for a little bit. And that is um, my oldest daughter, Mila, while I was <clears throat> sick on the Tuesday, Wednesday. Did you just do that? In, while I was <clears throat> sick. Sorry, you're <laughs> That was right. like while I was in inverted <laughs> commas, sick. sick. Sure, oh. mate. Uh, while I was unwell. Like I was on bed rest for a good couple of days. Good, right? no. Proper. Yeah. Um, she took me under her wing and became like the house nurse. And it was incredible. Like she, she went and got me water in my favorite Fremantle Dockers cup. Um, She went and made me like a sandwich. She would come and sit next to me on the bed and she would like stroke my arm and she would take my temperature. Is she fighting for a 10% rise in her pocket money? <laughs> <laughs> she should be. She did that well. And she was like, Dad, I'm going to take care of oh, you while you're sick. And I was like, oh, my God, my little girl, this is amazing. But one of the things that um, I didn't realize until I was going through my text messages yesterday was that while I was asleep, she was also playing the part of secretary. Oh. Right? But instead of taking messages, she was actually getting back to people. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've got, I'm just going to read you guys one, just one example here. Um, <laughs> now, I've been helping a very good friend of mine um, with some stuff 
changing jobs. Okay. Okay. And uh, he finally has got this new job and everything's kicked into gear and he's just having the best time. He has gone through and he has poured his heart out in this text message. Like just things like, mate, it's been amazing. I hope you guys are all so good. I hope you're having, you know, had a great week in Singapore. Um, I just can't tell you how much I, I just thank you so much for helping me through with everything. It's like this text message went on for ages. Nice. And Mila's the one who got it first. <laughs> and I'll read you her response. Her response is, I'm sick. I've got a headache. Oh. Yeah. Right. And she spelled ache, A-K-E. That's how you spell it, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's poured his heart out, gone on for ages, and I've just come back and gone, mate, shut up. I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my friends, there is nothing wrong with the times that we live in. There's so many positives about inclusiveness and making sure that people feel comfortable in their workplace and all of those things. And I know... The word woke gets thrown out as a, as a bad thing, and I'm, I'm sure at times we go too far. But at the end of the day, it's positive to want people to feel good about themselves and comfortable, right? Yeah, yeah. The only problem is that sometimes we need a bit of honest feedback, and sometimes I think people feel that feedback, if it's harsh, is bullying. Mm-hmm. But you do need to be told. I, I, I remember once... After being a professional actor for about 20 years, I worked with this English director who told me a few things about my acting, which were not complimentary. (laughs) But it changed me. And I went, why didn't anyone tell me that before? Basically, very quickly, if I went to an emotional place, in my voice, I'd always choose to go to a high register. Oh, right. And she said, darling, and she literally said it like this, darling, that sounds awful when you go there. And my whole career played out in my head of doing that every time I was acting emotionally, right? But you don't want to tell people the truth. It's like the kids or anyone that goes to the Australian Idol audition and they get up there and you think their parents or someone should have said, no, this isn't for you, love. Yes. Just don't. And I think that's what we're after this morning. When did you get some honest feedback? And it's off the back of the king, King Charles, our new king, has done a, a, a reasonable painting, right? Mm-hmm. And you think, well, it's the king and it's being put up for auction and everyone's going to be lording over it. And he's just done it for fun. He's like done a... it for fun. He oh. likes to paint. Yeah, it's nice. one of his many homes that he's painted. And this was the feedback he received. It's not awful. It's not appalling, but it's not great. (laughs) Now that there is honest feedback. And you know what? You see the painting, and if I did it myself, I'd be proud of it, but I wouldn't expect to hang it in a gallery. It's not awful. No, but I I remember my dance teacher, Miss MacDonald, many years ago when I enthusiastically wanted to do dance and put myself at the front of the class because Mm. I don't follow that easily and I do have to, like, work a bit, bit harder than others. But I was really trying and I was following and about halfway through the class, she said, Kimber, can you just go to the back? You're very distracting. Bang. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I was Stop like, oh, oh, God, why don't I just drop out of year nine dance? Oh. You never would have been told you're not very good, Pete. Mate, my, just... my woodworking teacher back in high school was like, man, this industry is not for you. <laughs> yeah. I was at the lathe. I was at the lathe and I was doing something. I can't remember what it was that I was working. Maybe a leg for a chair or so. He said, mate, you're probably not going to be a hands-on kind of guy. This industry is not for you. And there you go. That's the feedback that you can use because you're not going to waste 10 years of your life trying to become a chippy. Yeah, I felt like putting myself on the lathe at the time. (laughs) At the time, it's not (laughs) easy to hear. When were you told that you're 
you're not very good. Antonio in Padbury, when have you been told that you weren't that good? No, well, I was uh, driving around as a, with a mate of mine when I was younger and uh, we're singing 3am by Matchbox 20. Oh, yes. And uh, he leans over to me and goes, never sing again. Oh, oh no! Gee, <laughs> sounds Absolutely like it really, brutal. really cut you up, mate. Oh, I did. And were you singing, Antonio? Were you kind of singing it like, "Yeah, I've got this"? Like, were you really into it? Oh, absolutely. When he oh. hits that real high note. Oh no! Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> the dream died that day, bud. The dream died. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor in Maddington, what about you, mate? When were you told you're no good? Uh, I got told I was no good probably about uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, what oh. were you doing? Um, I just started tie boxing. Oh, yeah? And um, I was only small, weak, and a bit nerdy, I can guess. And um, I had a few fights. Um, I won some, I lost some, and then I got offered to fight over in Melbourne. And um, a few people found out about the fight and rang up that promoter over in Melbourne and said, don't send Trevor, he's no good. Yeah. He'll lose. And it happened about three times. And I said, well, if you don't think I'm going to win, I'll move over there to yep. fight. So I moved to to Queensland. I trained under another trainer. And they're like, oh, who's your first fighter? Do you want to fight? And I said the guy's name. And yep. then about three weeks later, they said, yep, you're fighting him. I'm like, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I trained really, really, really hard. And I flew over there. And I didn't. it was my first main event ever. And I was like, what's going on? Anyway, I ended up making the weight. I had a fight and fourth round, I broke a guy's leg. Oh, which I assume is a win. Is that a win? That's a win. (laughs) It was a win. That's a win. uh, I've had over 100 fights now. I've got four belts. I've got my own clothing label, and I just love life. It's Good going for awesome. You, Trev. And, and that's, a, that's the thing, though, right, is that you get told by someone you know good, and then you make that decision. Have I got the fire still in me that I want to prove them wrong, or do I go, you know what, maybe you're right. I should move to something else. Yeah, Antonio, keep singing. Live yeah. that dream. Exactly. Rum, Matchbox 20 got nothing on you. <laughs> We're off to the UK where it is absolute chaos right now. Gavin Gray, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, mad mornings here. Mad morning is right. So the shortest stint as a Prime Minister in UK history, Liz Truss has handed in her resignation to the King. Indeed. Yep, after just 40 four whole days and of sort of 45 if you add the half one uh she resigned today and announced it outside downing street having been to see the king to tell her that was intention it is the shortest uh time span ever for a prime minister here in the uk the second shortest lived prime minister uh was 200 years earlier when he served 144 days and incidentally uh, that was because he died. That was why yes. he stopped serving the country. So it is an amazing statistic. She was actually in power for less than half the time of the leadership campaign, which he won. Mm. <laughs> it just goes to show how quick it all was. Gavin, I'm not much of a political beast, so I haven't followed the whole story, but I don't really understand why everybody hated her so much. What was the main undoing, I think, of of Liz Truss's career? Well, I think the main thing was getting elected on this pledge that she was going to cut taxes and go for growth. And people have said, well, hang on a minute. If you cut taxes, how are you going to pay all the bills? Because we're already in big deficit. Oh, well, I'll grow the economy and that'll pay. 
Now, it materializes that two or three independent groups offered to uh, do an independent report on what that would mean to the economy, but they were rejected. She didn't want their help. She was set on this plan. It was what she was elected by the party members to do. But as soon as she implemented it, the pound plummeted in value. Interest rates spiked. The amount of money we as a country were paying for the loans that we have outstanding began to rocket. And quite frankly, as well, the mortgage market went berserk because people were being offered mortgages and then were being rung up and said, actually, we're not offering that anymore. I'm sorry. We've got to start from scratch because the interest rates are all over the place. Is there anything about this, Gavin, that in 10, 20 years time will turn around and go, well, actually, Liz was right and that this that, she, that the die was cast straight away, that she was always going to you know, have the sword of Damocles hanging over her. She was always going to fail. But was there anything within this package that people, sensible people were going, no, this does need to happen at some point? Well, the theory is that, uh, certainly her theory is, that we are we are being run not so much by politicians, but by economists, by financiers, by people who almost um, take a delight in being pessimistic. So she had to go at the International Monetary Fund saying they were always speculating, they were always forecasting wrong. You know, uh, she had to go at all sorts of other uh, uh, speculators on the money markets and so forth. Uh, And her initial reaction to the pound plummeting was, oh, well, it'll be all right sort of thing. And of course, you know, the lack of confidence that the financiers had in her and her government was so stark that, frankly, uh, she would never have been able to get that uh, confidence back. Really quick, just before you go, I just need a number. Out of 10, Boris Johnson back. Uh, oh, four. I think he's. I think too many people have view him as having too much baggage. Okay. okay. All right. Nice, nice. Gavin, thank you for joining us, mate. All the best over there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think we need it. <laughs> Cheers, Good Gavin. Ah! R&B Fridays presents... Friday's live. Yep, it's just a couple of weeks away. Can you believe it? November 5th at HBF Park. Final tickets from FrontierTouring.com. Huge day for giving tickets away. We've got some inside the next 20 minutes. Plus, you're going to the running to win a meet and greet with Macklemore. And tickets every single hour from 9am today for R&B Fridays. I'll say that again. Every single hour how is this for a lineup? Mac Lamore, TLC, Akon, Craig David, and Ashanti, who joins us now. Hello. <laughs> Great to speak to you. You too. Ashanti, happy birthday for last week. Are you making it a birthday month or did you just go the day? Like you could be calling us right now from a party yacht and I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, thank you. And yes, I'm definitely doing the whole month. Um, I had a solid five days on the island of Antigua which was absolutely insanely amazing. I can't wait to post the rest of my trip. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be having a whole month to celebrate. So Good I'm on excited. you. <laughs> well, we're celebrating because we're, we're getting you back in Perth for R&B Fridays Presents Fridays Live. And to come out as part of a... Uh, a lineup of amazing acts. Is it is it a good time for you? Is it relaxing? You get to party, hang out with people that you know. I don't know about relaxing. Uh-huh, sure, <laughs> but it's definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a lot of fun. A lot of right. Gotcha. See, for me, relaxing is kind of like 
laying by the beach or by the pool with a little, you know, pina colada, you know, oh, yeah, the yeah. sunshine yeah. and not answering my phone. That's relaxing. <laughs> Shanti, you've been busy this year. Two movies, the 20th anniversary of your debut album, a children's book. It seems obvious, but now you've got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. How does that come about? Um, you kind of have to present. You kind of have to be vetted. There's a whole lot of things and criteria that you have to meet, you know, just like with philanthropy and your records and, you know, just all multifacets of your career. So um, I don't know, you know, they, they kind of submit and they choose you and then you get the call. Wow. <laughs> well, the email rather. It's like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of all of the reasons why you deserve a star. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ashanti, with the celebration of the 20th anniversary of the debut album, you're working on re-recording it. What's the impetus? What's the, the, why does one want to go back and re-record material from 20 years ago? As a businesswoman and as an artist, you know, that has been in the game for so long. After 20 years, you get the right to own your masters, uh-huh. you know. So for me, it's going in and sonically re-recording because, you know, things change. The yes. way we hear music now, people are streaming, we have Dolby Atmos. And obviously, when I recorded that album, the sonics were very different, you know. So I kind of want to just update it, give it a fresh little, you know, a little facelift, put a little seasoning on there, a little Santi sauce on there, <laughs> you know. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Ashanti, you've just about worked with everybody in the industry. So just looking through this R&B Friday's live lineup, are you mates with everyone here? Um, Let's see. I definitely, I've, I've done a song with Akon. I definitely know Shaggy. That's the homie. Um. TLC is much love. You know, we've all we, we've run into each other a bunch of times. I think me and Chili were texting. Um, who else? I don't know Macklemore. Um, there's so many cool people on there. Like, yeah. who am I forgetting? Oh. Everybody else, we're all cool, though. <laughs> the good <laughs> thing cannot is wait. Well, we, we can't wait to welcome you to Perth for November the 5th at HBF Park. Ashanti, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. You guys, too. Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for the return of Australia's biggest party. Fridays Live, presented by RMB Fridays, with live performances from Macklemore, TLC, Akon, Craig David, Ashanti and more. Saturday, November 5 at HBF Park. Final tickets from FrontierTouring.com. Next 94.5.